Concentrate on the things that are inside of me more than the things that are outside of me. And for the past three to four weeks, we have been dealing with this. We have looked at the force of hope. Last week, we looked at the force of righteousness. Today, we want to look at the force of love. Somebody say the force of love. The force of love. How great is this force? How important is this force? And how efficient is the force of love? Quickly, let's look at what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. I want to say that if it is, today is your first time of worshiping with us, we are glad that you are here. We thank God that we know you're going to have a great time in his presence. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. Speak to us this morning. Encourage us. Let somebody's heart be lifted. Let somebody's spirit be lifted. Let somebody be encouraged. Somebody receive his or her healing. In the name of Jesus, somebody receive illumination. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13, it says something very, very instructive. It says, three things will last forever. Even that statement encourages me. It says three things will last forever. It means that there are many things that are temporal that will not last forever. Three things will last forever. Then it goes on to tell us those three things. It says that faith Hope and love. My God. So, for the believer, if these three things are going to last forever, my concentration will be on learning, on getting into it, on really getting into all these things, getting a hand on faith, getting to know much about hope, and getting to know much about love. Because they are going to last forever. So many of the things that we are pursuing. They are just temporary. But so far as these things are concerned. They will last forever. So faith will last forever. Hope will last forever. And love will last forever. 
that means that they have the capacity. They have the know-how. They have the, the zeal to withstand every form of challenge that comes its way. Because they will last forever. Then the latter part says that and the greatest of these is what? Is love. Hallelujah. The greatest of the three is love. That means that faith is in love. Hope is in love. Righteousness is in love. And love is the greatest. So when we are talking about the forces that operate in the believer, I want you to have this mindset that the love that operates in the believer is greater than anything that you can imagine. The force of love. It should give you an idea of the thing that the believer carries. You carry something that has the ability to last forever. It also tells me something about God. God is love, isn't he? Faith is in God. Hope is in God. And if these three things are going to last forever, our God that we serve, he is an everlasting God. He is not a temporal God. He is not a God who comes to the scene and vanishes. He is forever and forever available because he is an everlasting God. Your God is an everlasting God. Now, these three things, the Bible says that will last forever, but the greatest of them is love. Love is the greatest. Why? Because it is God's lifestyle. That is how and who God is. God is what? Is love. So when you see God, you see what? Love. When you see love, you see God. It is his lifestyle. That is how he lives. And that is how he operates. It is greatest because it is Jesus' identity. Jesus came here by love. He went to the cross by love. He came and he went into the grave by love. He resurrected by love. He saved us by love. So everywhere Jesus stands is full of love. So we are saved by love. So when you see Jesus, you see what? You see love. When you see love, you see Jesus. Because Jesus said, I and my father are one. It is the greatest because it is the kingdom's lifestyle. If you are a believer and you are in the kingdom of God, you are expected to live a life of love. You are expected to walk in love. You are expected to operate in love. Everything about you must be love. When we see the believer, we must see what? Love. That is the kind of lifestyle that is operated in the kingdom. Therefore, our walk is a walk of love. 
So when we talk about love, we are talking about loving what God loves. Hello? Loving what God loves. Then I said here that with the love of God in our heart, great things begins to happen on their own accord. The Bible says that, and God said, and it was. And God declared, and it came into reality. When you are full of love, as a believer who has the force of love in himself or herself, things begins to happen on their own accord in your life. And that is going to be your story. When you are in love, you are spiritually connected to divinity. It comes by, 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 by automatic. Somebody said, you are automatically connected to divinity. Because God is love. Jesus is love. And this love that we are talking about, that love is in you. So automatically, you are connected to divinity. He that dwells in love dwells in God, and God dwells in him. So God in man, he brings his personality into man. He brings his identity into man. He brings his power into man. He brings his all into man. So when you see the believer, you see God in the believer because of love. Somebody said, we in When you are in love, you become partaker of divinity. Every step of you becomes a wonder and a sign. Everywhere Jesus went, signs and wonders were following him. Somebody, that is going to be your story. Because the force of love operates in you, you are going to be a sign and a wonder. Signs and wonders will follow you because you are operating in love. The force of love. Now, quickly, let's look at certain things. How great and how vital is the force of love? Number one, I love this one. The force of love in the believer makes him indestructible. First John chapter 4 verse 16, it says that, And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. So when the believer who operates in love, that person becomes simply indestructible. You cannot be destroyed. That is why Paul said that nothing can separate me from the love of God. Demons cannot destroy you. Hardship cannot destroy you. Temptation cannot destroy you. Somebody tell me what can destroy the believer. Because the love of God resides in the believer. Because of that, God lives in you. If you somebody wants to destroy you, that person must destroy God first. And who can destroy God? It is like somebody says that what can water do to stone? 
It will just wash it and go by because it cannot do anything. When the force of love operates in you, you become simply indestructible. You cannot be destroyed. People will say that, oh, they will destroy you. They can destroy somebody. But for you, they cannot destroy you because God is inside of you. Think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They said, we will not bow to your God. We will have a God that we love. And they said, even if our God is unable to save us, we will still not bow to your God. That should tell you the kind of love they had towards God. And guess what? They were cast into the fire. And what happened? They were simply unable to destroy them. Why? Because the love of God sustained them in the fire. I don't know if somebody is in fire this morning. You may be in the fire of all manner of things, but watch this. If they came out of the fire because of love, you are coming out of the fire. You are coming out of the fire. In the name of Jesus. You may be down this morning, but there is a force that operates in you that will not allow you to be grounded. When you go down, you will come up again. When you go down, you will rise again. In the name of Jesus, I declare over somebody, you may be down, but watch this. Love is bringing you out. Love cannot allow you to stay down. It cannot. It cannot. The Bible describes love as strong as death. You see how powerful death is? When death is coming, everybody is running. That is how powerful love is. When you read songs of songs, 8-6, it says that, place me like a seal over the heart, like a seal on your arm. For love is as strong as death. Somebody tell yourself, I cannot be destroyed. It looks like they are having me, but I cannot be destroyed. It looks that I'm going down, but I cannot be destroyed. I am simply indestructible. You are an indestructible entity. That is the good news that you must carry around. That no matter how hard things will be and life will be, I cannot be destroyed. Tell yourself I cannot be destroyed. Because there is a force that operates in me. That force is called what? Love. Hmm. Number two. The force of love in a believer engenders supernatural breakthrough. Remember Romans chapter 13 verse 10. It says that love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. You know what the law did? The law placed a limitation on us. 
The Lord said you can do that, you cannot do this. The Lord said that you can go here, you cannot go there. But when Jesus came, he said, I have come to fulfill the law. The law put a limitation on you, but I'm going to lift that limitation. The law said you cannot approach God, but I'm saying that you can approach God. The law said that your sins just is covered, but I am going to wash away your sin. So every limitation that was placed on the believer, love lifted it up and it opened the door for us to walk in supernatural breakthrough because the limitation has been lifted therefore you can walk in supernatural breakthrough I see somebody walking in supernatural breakthrough because the limitation is lifted the law is broken Jesus fulfilled the law and he filled our heart with love you are marked for supernatural breakthrough. You are destined for supernatural breakthrough as a result of the force of love that operates in you. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 says, However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. Every believer is a pace setter. Somebody you are a pace setter. Every believer is a pathfinder. You are a pathfinder. In the name of Jesus, things that eyes have not seen, God says that he has prepared those things for those who love him. For those who whose in them operates the force of love. There is something that God has for you that the world has not seen yet. It is only your eyes will you see that blessing. In the name of Jesus. Number three. I love this one. Love is failure proof. Love never fails. Wow. First Corinthians chapter 13 verse 8. It says, love never fails. But where there is prophecy, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there are knowledge, it will pass away. But love never fails. The force of love in the believer ensures that the believer never fails. No, you didn't get that one. It says love never fails. So if love is operating in you, you should be rest assured that you cannot fail. Because it cannot fail. That is why it tells us that love will last forever. No matter how hard love is pressed down, love will always come up on top with victory and with success. The three Hebrew boys, they were pressed down, they were pushed 
into the fire, but love lifted them. Love them, love brought them out. I see love bringing you out. I see love making way for you. I see love paving way for you. Why? Because love never all other things can fail but the force of love that operates in the believer does not allow the believer to fail that is why God cannot fail so God in man enables the man to be immune from failure so other people can fail but when failure comes cannot touch you. Because there is a force in you that immunes you against failure. It is like the president. There are certain things that cannot be done to the president. Why? He has been immune against those things. He is protected. The, the laws of the country protect him. So you cannot do those things to the president. Yours is superior than that of the president because yours comes from God. Yes, love will be tested. Love will be challenged. Of a truth, we will go through challenges. But at the end of the day, somebody, you must come up on top. Jesus was challenged, but love brought him out of the grave. Jesus was challenged, but love brought him out of the grave. Daniel was challenged, but love brought him out of the lion's den. Somebody, you may be in the lion's den as I speak. You are being stretched by love. You are being stretched by love life. You are being stretched by circumstance and situation. But I want to assure you, the force that operates in you will come up on top. The force will testify that of a truth, I tried, but I did not succeed. Because that which is in you cannot fail. This is the truth that must occupy Anytime you are going through tough time and encourage yourself, tell yourself, I cannot fail. I cannot fail because there is a force in me that does not allow me. Mm. I cannot fail. Somebody, you are coming out in the mighty name of Jesus. Don't let anything discourage you. Discouragement will come, but don't let anything discourage you. So anytime Paul raises his eyes, he says that nothing can separate me from the love of God. Paul was going through tough times. He was going through difficult moments. He was going through trial moments. But he encouraged himself and said, with the love that operates in me, nothing is able to stop me from becoming what God wants me to become. Failure cannot handle you. They can handle others, but they cannot handle you. Number four. The force of love makes the believer a commander of the supernatural. John chapter 
14 verse 21 he says he who has my commandment and keeps them it is he who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself in him somebody I declare that the manifestation of God in your life will not cease it will be a daily occurrence. It will be a continuous occurrence. In the name of Jesus. It says that because of the force of love that is inside of you, God will continuously and continually and daily manifest himself in your life. His manifestation will not cease. Testimonies will not cease. Testimonies will not cease. Breakthroughs will not cease in your life. In the name of Jesus. It will continue. It will continue. In the name of Jesus. I see God manifesting himself through somebody. In the name of Jesus. You are at the crossroad. You don't know what to do. Whether to go forward or to, to just stay there. But God will manifest himself in your life right now. Then your eyes will be open and you will know what to do. I declare it over your life in the name of Jesus. Now let's look at this aspect and then we'll close for today and we'll continue next week, God willing. Love has proofs. Or better still, love demonstrates The greatest message to the world is the message of love. It's strange. Because God tells us in his word that for all have what? Sin. And fallen short of the glory of God. And the same God says that for the love that he had towards the world, a sinful world, he sent his only begotten son. So love is powerful than sin. So for us, the believers, our message is not the message of sin. Our message is the message of what? Of love. Because love overcomes sin. Sin cannot overcome love. That is why when we go out there to preach, we preach the love of God. When you go out there and you are preaching sin, the person is already in sin. You are adding more sin to the person. The person feels condemned. But when you preach the love of God, the person feels that even in my state, my sinful state, there is somebody who loves me. And that opens the way for salvation to come to the person. Our message is love. That is why I keep telling you all the time that I have difficulties with people who preach out there. Every morning when I'm going out, I see people with an opportunity to win souls. But whilst they are there, they are calling people and condemning people. And they'll be calling I said, why? The person
person is in sin, he is trying to find ways and means of coming out. He is expecting you to tell him or her something. You are rather adding more to it. In fact, you are giving him the license to sin because he doesn't know the way. But for us, when we get the opportunity to preach, let's go out there and preach the message of love. Love will bring them to Christ. And when they come to Christ, the understanding will be enlightened. Then they will know what to do, what to go, how to approach things. Our message is the message of love. And God did that by demonstrating his love towards us. So his love was not only in words. He went further to say that I love you and this is how I love you. I am giving you my son and through him he will die and all men will have the opportunity to be saved. So the love that operates in you must prove something. There must be demonstration. There must be something that proves that of a truth you are in love. Let's read what the Bible says. First John. No, before that. Before that, let's read what Jesus said to himself. Luke chapter 4 verse 18. He says that the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will, be, will see, that the oppressed will be set free. First John chapter 3 verse 18. He says, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech but with action. Somebody says that love with action. The force of love in you must produce action. Hello. If you love me, you have to show it. There was this old song that I used to love. It says, if you love me, you will wait for me. You, you remember that song? No, those of us in our 60s, we can remember that song. It says, if you love me, you will wait for me. Wait for me. My, my something, something. Uh, so, love must produce. All that he's saying that if you love me, wait, marry me before you do anything to me. So, he says that love must produce action. Number one, the force of love must cause us to obey him. If you love me, you will obey me. If you love me, you will feed my sheep. Jesus told the disciples, I have been with you all this while. It is time for me to go. If you really love me, feed my sheep. And because they love Jesus today, you and I, we have heard the good news. Because they went out of their way to preach the good news. Some of them were killed. Some of them were, were treated badly. But because of the love, it was producing results. And today, you and I, we are beneficiaries of what they set out to do. Now we too, we know our right in God. 
because of somebody's obedience. If you love me, obey my commands. If you love me, do what I ask you to do. If you love me, you will stop what I've asked you to stop. If you really love me, obey me. This morning, God is telling somebody, you are into something. You are doing something. You know it is not right. God says that if you really love me, you will stop it. Hello. Am I am I communicating? John chapter 14 verse 15. If you love me, keep my commands. Abraham was a strong man of obedience. He was not just a person who obeys. He was a prompt, obedient person. And for his obedience today, we call ourselves the seed of what? Of Abraham. Because of what Abraham did. He was willing to give what God had called for. If you love me, obey my commands. Number two, if you love him, you will love his word. Hello? If you love him, you will love his sins. Look at David the lover in Psalm 119 verse 97. Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Psalm 119 verse 167. It says, I obey your status for I love them greatly. If you love him, you will love his word. And that is the area most of us don't do. That is why people are taking all kinds of advantage. Because if you love him, you will spend time in his word to study and to get to know. Those of you who, who, who love mathematics, anytime uh, a problem is set before you, you are, you, you are happy. Why? Because you love to solve it. But those of us who don't love it, when you see it, all kinds of things go through your mind. What is this? Uh, uh, C square, this. Uh, square. This one will put food on my table. Because you don't have the love for mathematics, you don't love it. But the people who love it, those who love reading, they can read and read and read and read. You, when you take a book, the first introduction, you start reading and then you doze off. Because the love for the book is not there. If we say that the force of love operates in us, we will spend time in his word. Because there are a lot of things in his word that needs your attention. Hello. You are too quiet. If you love him, Joshua says, or God told Joshua in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, study this book of instruction continuously. Meditate on it daily, day and night, so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. He says what? Only then, will you prosper and succeed 
in all you do. For us, the believer, what gives us success in life is the word of God. Is the word of God. It is not education. Education is perfect. If you can get to the highest level, go. But for us, the believer, what makes us success is the word of God. If you love me, you will do what? You will study my word. The third one. If you love me, or better still, the force of love in the believer causes the believer to love his house. I, I am addicted to the house of God. I can literally count one, two, three, four, five. The number of days I have missed church, Sunday church, and I have no regret. I am addicted to his house because I love him. If you love him, you will be what? Addicted to his house. Again, look at David the lover. I call him David the lover. Psalm 84 verse 10. Better is one day in your court than a thousand elsewhere. Wow. I would rather be a doorkeeper in, in the house of God than dwell in the things of the wicked. Hmm. And David again says something in Psalm 31, 3, 2. Let me read the, the last part. Verse 4. It says, I will allow no sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids. Till I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling for the mighty one of Jacob. This is David talking. He says what? I love his house. I will prefer to be a doorkeeper than to stay somewhere. He says that I will not allow sleep. In fact, when the sleep is coming, I will open my eyes wide until I find a place for my God to stay and to dwell. I will not sleep. Why? Because he was simply addicted to the house of God. Child of God, may you be addicted to the house of God. The other day I was talking to somebody. He says, hey, it's like that. We run shift today. These people will come. Next week, this group of people will come. Next week, this group of people. May you be part of all the groups. Because you love his house. He says that I will ensure that we put up his building before I give eye, sleep to my eyes. And that is going to be our story. We love him so we will build his house. We love him so we will come to church. Irrespective of the environment. I am coming to church because I love him. Not because of the tent that I'm staying under. Because these ones are temporary. We are moving into a place where we will call our own. And God will be glad. The people will look at us. It says that look at these people. And look at what they have done for their God. We will tell them. We are addicted to his house. I don't know what will take me out of church on a Sunday. Even if I'm going to write an exam, I will tell the professor, Master, please hold on for my sake. Change the date. Oh, yes. It has happened before and it can happen. Tell them, 
I'm sorry, but I am a very important person in my church. As for this one, let's change the date for your sake. Oh, it happened in the Bible and it will happen for you. All right, let's look at the last two, then we are done. Wow. If you love him, you will speak of him to others. Hello. If you love him, you will tell others about him. What is happening inside of you, you don't let it remain in you. You go out there to tell people about it. That is why the woman, the Samaritan, is it a Samarian woman or the woman that Jesus met at the well? When she had an encounter with Jesus, the Bible says that she left, she went to the town. Everybody that she met, she said, come and see a man that I have seen. He has something good in him. He has told something about me. I want you to hear him. She went out and brought a lot of people that came to Jesus. Do you know why in my estimation Jesus has delayed in coming? Because there are souls that we need to win. Do you know why? The Bible says that when a soul is won, what happened? Heaven. They stop whatever they are doing. And they do what? They rejoice. Why? Because they know that somebody has been taken from the camp of the enemy and brought into the camp of God. Somebody has been taken from death into life. Somebody has been taken from fire into life. Somebody's life has been taken from eternal damnation and condemnation into a permanent and forever eternal life. So they stop and they rejoice. So so important. If we love him, let's go out there and talk to others about him. The last two that we are done. If you love him, you will serve him. Let me ask you, are you serving God under compulsion or you are serving him out of love? It is not enough. Don't worry, we'll be out of here very soon. It is not enough for us to come to church some of you have massive talent and ability that you can cause things to happen but we only have you on Sunday you come, you say it, oh praise God hallelujah, then your talent your giftings, everything is gone we need it in the house we need it here, I am looking for a time where people will come and say um, uh, this, this moment uh, this is what I can do, I can do this I can do this, I say go ahead and do it. That is what I'm told that Dr. Utabu does. He does not go around looking poaching people. People come and say that Doc, I can do this, I can do this. The lawyer that came here the other time, he himself walked to him and said, Doc, I've realized that a lot of things are not working well in this organization. I'm going to do it free of charge. And he does it free of charge. Our land title that we went, he did it free of charge. He did it out of his faith, his service to God. I am looking forward for your talent, your skills, your ability, your idea, your mind. We need it in the house. If you love him, you will give to him. Hello? It is interesting that believers, we are finding all kinds of reasons not to give in the house. Something that happened somewhere. 
we say that because of this I will not give. But we don't give under compulsion. We give out of love. Because we love him. We want his work to go on. The little that I have. I say that take this and use it to support the work of God. If you love him, you will give. We are finding every means not to give our offerings. We are finding every reasons not to pay our tithes. We are finding every reason not to support the house of God. We are giving all kinds of excuses, accusing all kinds of people simply because we don't want to give. If you love him, you will give. It is not about your money. Look at what he said in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 8. I am not commanding you, but I want to test the sincerity of your love by comparing it with the earnestness of others. He says he's not commanding us. He wants to know how true is your love. There was a song like that. How true is your love? That is all. If you love him, you will give to him. Lastly, if you love him, you will love your neighbor. If you truly love him, you will love your neighbor as yourself. There's a scripture because of time. If you love him. There's this incident that happened to us some years ago. You remember I was telling you this old car that was giving me headache. Today, here, tomorrow, there, the next time, there, everything. Uh, that car, we put AC in it. We said we were trying it. We were going to Medina before we know, poof, something was coming out. This lady left me, and then I was alone in the car. <laughs> so, and then when she was going, she carried her baby. She said, hey, me and my baby, we are going. Whatever happens to you, I don't care. <laughs> so one day we went somewhere, and then when we finished what we had done, we were moving, and when I turned the steering, something from the front tire came off, a boat or something. Uh, yes, so the tie came off. It was right before somebody's house. It was around 7 a.m. So we were struggling to see where can we get a mechanic and everything. So we heard that the person was coming. I said, thank God, maybe this person is coming to give us an idea. Do you know what she came to do? She came out. She opened the door. She looked at us. She went in. She locked the door. Went in and off the street light. All that she was saying, I don't care what happens to you. You can stay here and perish. I don't care. Unfortunately, that is what is happening in the house of God. We close the door. We put off the street light. And we leave our neighbors in the dark. I don't care what happens to you. You can stay here and die. Everything, nothing. I don't matter whatever happens to you. I don't care. That is not our calling. I was not expecting much from her. At least come and tell me something that I can get you a, a mechanic. I don't blame her anyway. She closed the door. Put the light off. In other words, I don't want you to see anything. Uh, leave the car or whatever here and go. May that not be our story. Let's open our doors for our needs. If we can help them, let's help them. If we can support them, support them. If you can assist them, assist them. That is our calling. We are called to help one another. We are called to help one another. I know in some churches, in some churches, we, we are small. 
in some churches with a lot of cars, when they close service, somebody will put uh, this thing on the car. Uh, circle, 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 circle. Uh, I said, what is happening? He said, I'm going to circle. People who are going to circle, join me and go to circle. In the same place, you see this nice lady with this big car driving all alone. And people are walking around and she will be and speak, God, I thank you for my blessing. The blessing is to help somebody. Hello. Let's help one another. Let's support one another. Put a hand on your heart. I say that the force of love in me must produce, must demonstrate. If I love him, I'm going to serve him. If I love him, I'm going to give. If I love him, I'm going to support. If I love him, I'm going to preach his word. If I love him, I'm going to support my neighbor. In the name of Jesus, I am called to love. May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us so that the love that is in us will not be wasted. We will see, the world will see it and the world will say, yes, these people, they are the lovers of God because of what they do. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody shout a praise and hallelujah unto God. Hallelujah. Wow. I believe it has been a blessing unto you. We will continue next week, God willing. 